It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Monday, July 5th, 2021. On this day in 1984, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that evidence obtained through improper methods could still be entered into trial on the condition of good faith. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled that material gathered using a faulty search warrant could be admitted to court if the officers acted in good faith. Let's go back to the morning of July 5th, 1984. In the Supreme Court building, a team of lawyers assembled to argue against one of the biggest drug busts in recent history. Each of their clients was caught with their hands in the proverbial cookie jar. And yet they managed to bring their case all the way to the highest court in the country. Due to a procedural fault in the investigation, the mountain of evidence that should have put the drug dealers away might be inadmissible in court. If it was, all four criminals would walk. The decision was now up to the nine justices. They were faced with either releasing the defendants to the public or changing the law of the land to keep them behind bars. The case started back in August of 1981, when police in Burbank, California, received a tip on a major local crime ring. A confidential informant dropped a dime on two people, Armando Sanchez and Patsy Stewart. Armando and Patsy dealt cocaine and methaquilone out of a house at 620 Price Drive. Methaquilone was better known under its prescription brand name, Quaaludes. The informant claimed they saw Patsy do a lewds deal five months ago and that he'd carried around a shoebox absolutely loaded with drug money. The CI also told police that Patsy and Armando held most of their loot at two separate residences. This tip was red hot and had detectives drooling. They started surveilling all the residences, including Price Drive. For two months, officers recorded all incoming and outgoing traffic. Most visitors received paper bags from inside the house before driving off. It was vital for the police to document all license plates so they could ID the owners. One of those cars belonged to Ricardo del Castillo, a man with a prior conviction for selling 50 pounds of marijuana. Unlike Armando and Patsy, Ricardo was a much bigger catch. But when they looked into his business, they caught an even bigger player. 
A number in Ricardo's Rolodex listed someone as his employer. This turned out to be Alberto Leon. A friend claimed that Leon was a major player in the international drug scene. If contraband was coming into the country, chances were Leon knew all about it. Meanwhile, the two original targets, Armando and Patsy, took separate flights to Miami. The city was the drug capital of the world at the time. The Medellin cartel was working on getting powder through the ports from Colombia and weren't afraid to spill blood in broad daylight if it meant more business. Airport security searched Armando and Patsy on their return, but only found a small bag of marijuana in their possession. Even so, it convinced Burbank police that the two men had a major connection with the international drug scene. Now, it was up to police to cash in their chips and bring the four kingpins down. In September 1981, veteran narcotics agent Cyril Rombach requested search warrants for the three residences and a few of the cars that pulled up to Price Drive. Armando and Patsy's operation reached their closing day. Authorities swarmed the three residences like hungry vultures. They seized small change contraband and money from the Price Drive location and massive hauls at the others. It all corresponded with the CI's original tip. After cleaning out Armando and Patsy, police went after Ricardo. They pulled out their warrants and cleaned out his car. Once they had solid evidence that he was part of the drug operation, they took Alberto Leon into custody as well. A grand jury indicted Leon, Ricardo, Armando, and Patsy as part of a criminal conspiracy to distribute cocaine and other controlled substances. The case seemed open and shut. The foursome were going away for a long time. But not if their lawyers had anything to do with it. The attorneys poked a massive hole in the investigation, one that looked like it gave their clients a way out. Up next, the argument over evidence reaches the Supreme Court. The CIA. They're the first line of defense for the United States, analyzing intelligence to thwart any possible threats and keep us safe. Some of their involvements are made public, and others aren't. Hi, it's Carter from Parcast, and in honor of America's birthday, we're uncovering the cases you were never supposed to know about in the new series, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. From international assassination plots and mind control experiments to catastrophic cover-ups and secret societies fit for film, sift through the agency's most questioned and controversial affairs. Each week, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition exposes the covert operations intended to protect us from conflicts, but end up creating conspiracies. Where does the truth lie? Where do the lies end? And how much do we really want to know? Follow the new Spotify original from Parcast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen every Thursday, free and only on Spotify. Now back to the story. On July 5, 1984, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that evidence obtained through improper search warrants could still be admissible, but only under certain conditions. 
As the legal team of Alberto Leon, Ricardo del Castillo, Armando Sanchez, and Patsy Stewart prepared for their upcoming trial, they found their clients' rights had been breached. They argued the investigation had trampled over the protections guaranteed by the Fourth Amendment. The amendment stated that evidence obtained through an illegal search should not be recognized in court. According to the Constitution, a legal search warrant must be backed by probable cause. Probable cause means that when police make an arrest or seize property, they must have reason to believe the suspect means to break a law. This rule protects citizens from crooked cops chasing an agenda. Charges must be based on solid probable cause to hold water in court. The Burbank investigation was kicked off by the flimsy word of an anonymous and unverified confidential informant. This was weak probable cause, and the lawyers ruled that the warrant filed in September of 1981 was illegal. The argument shocked investigators. If the warrant was discarded, that meant all the evidence they gathered was in danger of being tossed. If prosecutors couldn't rely on any of that to back them up, the best a judge could give the foursome was a slap on the wrist. They would walk, and it was all the Burbank police officers' fault. The district court judge acknowledged the stumble in procedures, but the argument was a close call, so he made a compromise. Most of the evidence would be tossed before trial, but not all of it. There was simply too much for anyone to ignore, nor could the defendants possibly challenge each and every single piece. To cement the decision, the judge backed it up with a term that would soon be known to lawmakers all over the country. When veteran narcotics officer Cyril Rombach wrote the affidavit for the warrant, he lacked probable cause, but he had acted out of good faith. By good faith, the judge meant that Officer Rombach acted with honest intentions. The Fourth Amendment was designed to hinder police corruption, a line that Rombach did not appear to cross. Even if he didn't check all of the law's technical boxes, he acted honestly and without malice. But as nice as that sounded, the judge's decision still grinded against the Constitution. So the drug lord's attorneys took the case to a court of appeals, and then to the Supreme Court. Good faith or no, they still had a case that might loose their clients back into the wild. If the legal system was going to put the men behind bars, a change would have to happen. On July 5, 1984, the Supreme Court reached their decision. In a 6-3 vote, they ruled that the Fourth Amendment would continue as before, but with a good-faith exception rule. This meant evidence gathered through an improper search warrant could be used at trial, so long as the investigators acted with pure intentions. The rule brought new challenges to future court proceedings. Good faith was a tricky concept to prove and could never be assumed. Therefore, it needed to be proven on a case-to-case -case basis. For Leon, Ricardo, Armando, and Patsy, the Burbank police had already proved themselves to have pure intentions. With the loophole closed, the four kingpins went to jail for a long time all thanks to honest police work. 
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Gitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast. Every Thursday on Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition, we're uncovering secrets hidden deep within the archives of the Central Intelligence Agency to bring you a special collection of episodes from shows across our network. Follow the new Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.